Good evening. Tonight, <coughs> this week is Parshas B'Shalach, and tonight we're going to be giving our last installment, our final section on the Halachas of Chinuch. This is part eight, <coughs> and um, after that we're going to start Bez Hashem, a new series after the winter break. Of the mitzvahs that we have an obligation to be mechanach our children, we most certainly have an obligation to be mechanach our children in the mitzvahs of Ben Adam And this includes not speaking Lashon Hara, loving another Jew, not engaging in fighting and machlekes, not being jealous, speaking the truth, and so on. Now, generally, uh, all parents try to teach their children these values, and even uh, not non-Jews doesn't... You don't necessarily have to be Jewish to teach these values of um, not gossiping and not and speaking truth and so on and so forth. But when we're from Yidden and we teach these values, so we stress that we're doing this because this is Hashem's will and this is His command. And that's why we refrain from the the bad qualities and the bad midas and we try to emulate the good midas and the, and, and the mitzvahs because it's a mitzvah, because it's what Hashem wants. And that's how it becomes chinuch. Chavot Chaim in Hilchot Lashon Hara writes that he says, "Da, know that even if you you heard your young son or daughter speaking Lashon Hara, it's a mitzvah to rebuke them and to stop them, as it says, Chaneich Lenar Al Pidarkei." And he explains in a footnote what does he mean, Chaneich Lenar Al Pidarkei, the Chinuch. He says that it's so important from a young age to introduce the concept of not speaking Lashon Hara. And likewise, other things like machlekes and, and uh, falsehood and sheker, because the Gra writes, and this is just such an important concept for all of us, that that speech, diburim, what we say, and midas need. We, the only way we can possibly um, gain control is through hergel. You have to make it into a habit. That's the only way we can control our midas. Otherwise, our midas will control us. So it has to become what we do has to become habitual. And then a habit is very powerful, as we know, both to the good and to the bad. But if we can make something into a habit, that's our only chance of overcoming a, a, a bad inclination. And he says, the Chavetz Chaim, that that's why it's so crucial that it should begin from a very young age. Because if a child has no concept of Lashon Hara, or it's just not a thing, or it's not talked about, or it's not, 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 not stressed, in the house, so then he'll become used to just saying whatever he wants, or whatever she wants, or whatever's on their mind, or whatever whatever you know they're interested in talking about. And then later on, it has already become a hergel the other way. It's already become a habit to say whatever you want. So that's why it's of such crucial importance that it should become, it should be it is something we influence, even from a young age, to only speak good about people and not speak bad about people. Now, <clears throat> it is very important that children should be able to tell us whatever happened to them and whatever went on, that whatever that's whatever is important to them. And this has so many reasons, obviously. Uh, it's important they should be free to share, they should trust us with their concerns and issues, and they should feel like this is a safe environment, they can talk about whatever they want, and it's also for their own benefit to be able to deal with it in the best possible way and how they should emotionally deal with situations. Uh, there's to- so many obvious and non-obvious reasons why you know, we have to be able to speak freely with our children. But, and it's most certainly a TLS. Those things are a TLS, and they qualify as something that you're allowed to say Lashon Hara about, and perhaps even obligated to say at times Lashon Hara about. But TLS has rules as well. 
And that's why it's important to keep those in mind. Now, mainly, the rules of Tealis are you can't exaggerate, you can't overstate, you can't add, you can't spread more than necessary. Those are kind of self-understood. And also, we have an, an obligation to be down the kavzchos, if possible, to give the benefit of the doubt. And therefore, it's always important to stress, even whenever we're discussing what happened in school and what happened wherever and, and between friends and so on and so forth, um, just to, you know, verify is that exactly what happened? Are you saying it the way it happened? Are you sure we can't give the person the benefit of the doubt? And if we ourselves once in a while take action and actually do some research about what exactly happened and imagine we find out a detail that the child didn't know or a fact a background, uh, a, a context that changes the whole story, and we come back with that, that's a tremendous moment of chinuch, not just for the child, for ourselves as well, of, of how important the concept of Dan L'Kavzchos is. And you see that knowing something else that you didn't, weren't aware of changed the whole story. But I think the main rule of Te'elas, which is really the one that we have to keep in mind, it's the easiest, but it's the most important, is that you have to have kavana l'tehelas. That's one of the seven rules of Te'alas, is you have to be mechaven l'tehelas, which means, yes, we have to talk about this, we have to discuss it, you have to vent, we have to see how we're going to deal with it, how we're going to act, how we're going to understand what happened, how we want to, you know, everything, all the aspects, those are all l'tehelas. But we have to be mechaven l'tehelas, and we have to understand that that's why we're talking about this, because we're trying to do something good, we're trying to achieve something positive. That's why it's mutter, and that's why we're talking about it, that's what we're, do- that's what we're doing here. We're achieving something with uh, l'tehelas, and when the conversation veers to just hack, as we would call it, you know, just uh, just talking, just gossiping, just just discussing anything and everything, and then it loses that kavanah At that point, that's where it's a good moment to be mechanach, and then you know what? At, there's really nothing to be gained at this point. Let's stop. <clears throat> One interesting dilemma, which is a dilemma every parent and every rebbe and and teacher finds themselves in, is should we ask a child to tattle on another child? And additionally, when a child does tattle, how do we react to that? And there's a fascinating tshuva from Moshe Feinstein's Zetzal, where he writes a couple of things about chinuch. And the f- first thing he talks about is hitting a Talmud, which Baruch Hashem is something that has fallen out of vogue in most places, uh, but what did exist when uh, when I was a kid in, in yeshiva. So he, t- he, he talks about, you know, punishing a child, so hitting... But truth is, it doesn't have to be hitting. Nowadays, it could be any other kind of punishment, turning your nose in the corner, or whatever it is you do now, send to the principal. But whatever the principal, whatever the, the whatever the punishment is, it's a punishment. And he says a very important principle. Uh, he says that you can't punish unless you're absolutely sure. He said Bastin would not take away a dime from a person unless they're absolutely sure. They certainly most would not give any uh, corporal punishments. Uh, any physical punishments, unless they were absolutely sure. Now, Bazin required Adam, the witnesses, and the testimony, and everything. So he says, okay, you don't need that. But you have to be sure. And you can't punish a child because you're pretty sure that he did something wrong. Or, you know, circumstantially, it seems like he did something wrong. He says, you can't do that. You have to be absolutely sure. And you both have to be, he writes, absolutely sure that the person did what they did. And you have to be absolutely sure that the punishment is going to help. Those are two aspects of vada. he says. That's the basin does something only when it's a vada, when the terrorist says you have to do it, and when they know it happened. And he says, a person, we, we, when we administer punishment, whatever punishment we administer, it has to follow the same rule book. We have to know that it's going, know that it's true, and know that it's deserved, and know that it's going to help. That's one thing he writes. Then he talks about asking a child, where, you know, a teacher is asking him, or a Rebbe is asking him, can, can you ask, you know, who did this? And come, you tell me who did this. 
And he says, that's terrible chinuch, he says. You'll be mechanach children to Selah Shonhara. He says, you can't do that. Now, he doesn't write this, but I, I'll put a, you know, a, uh, a caveat. That's, it's clear that, obviously, if, if the reason why you need to find out who did something or another is to benefit that kid, right? Uh, you have to help the person or you have to make sure that they don't influence. He doesn't, that child doesn't hurt others or influence others. There's a real reason why you have to know who, or who did it. So then you have to say that. You, know, you really have to tell me who did this because we have to either help that child or we have to make sure he doesn't influence you or hurt other people. You have to tell. And that's actually also an important lesson in Hilchus Lashon Hara. But more often than not, let's say it's just one of these policy things, right? A kid broke the rules and nothing too serious. Nobody's going to die. Nobody's going to get hurt. The rule was broken. Uh, a classroom rule was broken. And I say, okay, who did it? So there he says, that's just Lashon Hara. That's just being mechanic a child to speak Lashon Hara. And, and you're just demanding it because you want to, you know, you want to take action. You want to discipline. And he says it'll have the opposite effect, and he advises strongly against it, which is very, which is very, very interesting. And he brings the Chazal. He actually says then that the Chazal is not such a proof, but it's just it, the truthfully is it is an amazing Chazal that when uh, the the very the only time in Jewish history in the in the conquest of Eretz Yisrael that anybody died was in the Battle of Ai. And Yeshua was astounded. How could someone die? So Hashem said, because someone stole from the conquest of Yerichai, and that was, uh, he was over in Avera, and that's why someone died. So Yeshua asked Hashem, who was it? You know, we don't need any detective works, you know, everything, right? No necessary, no, no need to, to, to do an investigation. Just tell me who it is. Hashem said, I'm not a Baal of Shonhara. Figure it out on your own. The employee, so he told, Hashem told him to employ a girl. So, so uh, he says, you know, that it is just a, obviously, a, Hashem telling him wouldn't be Lashon Hara, but the point is, it was a lesson, that that's not an approach. You don't approach it by, by, by speaking slander. That's just, it's a fascinating thing. He writes a little bit more about it. So this is the conclusion of our series of on, on Chinuch. We've been learning the halachas of Chinuch as it applies to the mitzvahs that we do every day, the mitzvahs of Shabbos, the the the, the of Shabbos, how it applies to Tznius and to Brachas. Um, and now to the mitzvahs of Ben Adam L'chaveri, and these are all halachas, and obviously there's so much more to chinuch than the halacha, there's the hashkafa, and, and then there's, it requires so much siyata deshmaya, and skill, and love, and luck. And above all tefillah, there's a story that uh, someone came to the stipler and asked him how he should be matzlich, what could he do to be matzlich with his children? And the stipler looked at him and he said, younger man, he said, you're for a different generation, you're young, you just don't understand. He says, there's only one way to be successful with children. It's vain, vain, you have to cry. He says, that a day goes by that I don't cry in davening, that my son Chaim should turn out okay. <laughs> so he was clearly successful with that. Uh, after midwinter, we hope to uh, start a new series. I will be learning till for the, for the duration of Shevavim, we'll be doing Helchus Nida. So for the about four weeks that love what's left of Shavim it goes till Parsha Tatabah this year, we'll be doing Halchasnida and then we'll Bezashem uh, move on to a different topic.